Well, let's just use the word energy, uh, dedication to cause, and somebody who's out there still fighting the good fight to get the job done. Uh, that's who I'm visiting with right now. Uh, Danelle Johnson, uh, she is, well, it's her daughter, uh, Danica, who has diabetes and is... She's been an advocate for lower insulin prices. This bill we're going to talk about is exactly like the bill last legislative session that uh, that Danelle and others advocated for, uh, but it failed last time. So now it's time to kick uh, butt and try to make it happen this time. Danelle, good to have you back on News and Views. Thank you so much, Joel, for letting me come. And What's the difference this? between this bill and last sessions? It's the same exact bill. Okay. We're telling the same exact story, trying to raise awareness and getting people to understand this issue is life or death. What does the bill do? The bill caps insulin and the bare necessities such as test strips, um, lancets, um, dosing devices, needles, that you can dose and administer insulin therapy to offset complications of diabetes. So you're not going to go broke just doing the things that you have to do to, to fight diabetes? Correct. This does not cover any insulin pumps or continuous glucose monitors or things like that, which are actually the standard of care now. But um, this is just the bare minimum to survive. So why are you having to run this through the North Dakota legislature? Isn't this a federal issue? And hasn't the federal government actually dealt with it? Um, the federal government has tried a few times by executive order to institute a $35 copay cap on insulin. They have been um, stuck in legal issues by doing that. So nothing has ever actually been impl implemented. So the pharmaceutical industry is suing them. Right. And then um, just in the Inflation Reduction Act, Medicare pay or Medicare enrollees were able to now have a $35 copay cap on just insulin. So that group of people is actually being benefited. But the commercially insured and uninsured are not um, covered by that. And they are the most vulnerable group of people that actually ration their insulin because of the affordability issue. You know, what you just said always is that's an argument I've been making on this show for a long time, which is uh, I realize there, there's a lot of people that are elderly that are past their working age that don't have a lot. I get that. And they need what happened with Medicare. And, and But there's a lot of people that are going to get the benefits of this that have the money to pay for it. Versus right. younger families. Right. So to sit there and always just look at the elderly as though this is an elderly, you know, situation, right. diabetes, it, it doesn't care what age you are. And 64,000 people in America are diagnosed every year. One third of them are adults. So people that still believe this disease is a children's disease are actually misinformed. Okay. So what, what does, you told me what the bill does. What are you doing to make sure it gets passed? Because I'm looking at some testimonies here. And uh, to me, it's like, wow, you've got some support out there. Mm -hmm. So the biggest thing that we're trying to show is that in 2021, there was 12 other states that had already passed some form of accessibility or affordability legislation in their state because there isn't any federal um, that covers everyone um, mandate. So since then, um, 12 more states and the District of Columbia have also passed legislation. So we have 23 entities in America that see this as a major issue that they've taken action and passed legislation. So we're trying to continue to show them that this isn't hurting their economies. This isn't hurting their business climate. This isn't um, uh, causing disparity for um, people, groups of people by age. It's, it's protecting everyone in their state and allowing access to this life-saving um, medication. And by doing that, 
um, you have people that there's a, we don't have to do any more studies. We don't have to do the North Dakota PERS has to have it for two years first so we can study costs. Mm-hmm. These stats are already out there in these other states. So what are the other states around us doing? What is Minnesota? What is South Dakota? What is Montana, <clears throat> for example? Minnesota actually has the Alex Smith Emergency Insulin Act, which provides a 30-day supply of insulin in any emergency if someone does not have it. And I believe the number of lives saved last year, um, Ange Kritzberger had testified to this, is like 473. That's how many people were without insulin and in dire need of it. So they've taken a different approach to get people the insulin they need. My approach with this bill is I want everyone to come to the table. If the only people that have skin in the game are the families that are incurring these enormous costs um, for insulin, are the only ones at the table, nothing gets done. And that's why I've been doing this since 2019. And I want to get everyone in the whole supply chain, manufacturers, PBMs, and um, um, families, insureds, employers, all to the table to work on this issue and not just say it's too complex, we can't fix it. So who are we fighting? Because, I mean, you're sitting here looking at other states who have done it. You're in the mm-hmm. 20s. I mean, you're sitting here looking at, at situations where you've got, you know, a need. You're saving lives. The very people that would, would argue about life, life, you know, these are the people whose votes you need in North Dakota. Mm-hmm. I mean, who are we fighting? Honestly, we're fighting misinformation. The biggest thing that comes out is that if you don't pay the cost, it's passed on to other people. What I've learned is that the rebates on insulin, because we have to buy it, those rebates are pooled then to the whole entire insurance plan to lower administrative costs and premiums to everyone else. Um, so actually, we're subsidizing your premiums. We aren't passing on our costs for our disease to, to you. The other thing that businesses don't understand is the cost of premium may rise. I think the Sanford study during Sanford Health Plan study during 2021 legislative session said the cost increase premium was 75 cents and i don't know a whole lot of people that 75 cents is going to cause them a life or death situation so the cost to your business though is low productivity the cost is um sick out of work um it's just there's so many things that go into the cost besides the cost of the insulin and insulin costs between two and ten dollars to make and they charge between 350 to 450 a vial an extreme, extreme um, cost. So um, just misinformation about if we all work together, we can bring the cost down. We don't have to pass these costs on. So I lived in this world for 14 years. You've got a bill, uh, the Senate Bill 2140. That bill does exactly what you tried to do last time. And and you, if it's Senate Bill 2140 and it's this early in the session, that means you walked into a room where Madam Chair was Judy Lee, I'm just, I would guess, right? Yes. Okay, so you're in with Judy Lee, you're in with other people on this committee. Um, you know, who's the sponsors of your bill? Who's, who's on um, top of it? Senator Tim Mathern is our sponsor on the Democratic side, and Senator Dick Dever from Bismarck is a sponsor on the Republican side. Okay, so you got those two. Those two senators, and we also have four House members. Um, three of them were also sponsors last year, Carla Hansen, Brandy Pyle, and Austin Schauer. And then we have a new legislator this year, Carrie McLeod. And she actually is a dietitian, and she understands the dire need for people to have access to this 
to um, live a full, long, healthy life without the complications that are 100% proven to occur. So the sponsors you have aren't Democrat, they aren't Republican, they're everybody. Right. You're making sure everybody's included in it. So you go in front of Judy Lee's committee, you testify in favor, others testify in favor. I see a letter here from Kara Munn saying, look, this has to happen. Uh, Okay, that's done. You lined up your your people. Who's coming up once they want to hear the negative? Who are we fighting? Um, the Greater North Dakota Chamber testified in opposition to Why? It, and their reason was they believe strongly in the free market system. And they stated in their testimony, the system gives strength to the consumer by encouraging companies to compete among each other for business. If you actually understand the insulin market, there are only three manufacturers. And as of yesterday, California opened a lawsuit against the three manufacturers for fraud for the actual price they're charging for insulin. So we know these other states have researched it. We know other states are saying this is not okay. So the opposition to me is kind of a very surface opposition because they aren't understanding what's happening. There is no generic. There's no biosimilar. The big three manufacturers have kept everyone else out of the market. So something that is in process is a company called Civica, and it's a partnership of doctors and organizations that are working to make a generic insulin available to um, patients because they're seeing the complications and devastation um, that this is causing, along with not financial devastation, but physical devastation, emotional devastation. And the other things that it brings to communities such as Um, suicide, addiction, homelessness, all of these other things, mental health issues, if we can fix some of these root causes, we can also lessen the burden on all of those other issues in our society that we're trying to to resolve. Here's how I rolled as a legislator. So this isn't going to shock you, right? If GNDC, Greater North Dakota Chamber, came in, which, by the way, for you folks wondering what that is, all your local chambers of commerce, these people represent you. So if you know someone locally in your small town, in your big town or whatever, and you realize that uh, Danelle uh, is right about this, get after your local chamber because the local chambers need to take on their state chambers. Now, if I were sitting in Judy Lee's committee, I'd put my hand up. I'd say, Madam Chair, I got a question for GNDC here. Do you or does anyone in your staff or any member of your board have diabetes? And there would be about that long of a pause. And then they would go, I don't know. And then you'd go, could you please find out and get back to me? Because I want to talk to them. It's so easy when it's not you. And they can sit there and defend the drug companies making insulin. When you just gave the number, it was was $3 to whatever, and they're charging what, $400? -hmm. I mean, how do you you call that free market? Right. How in it's, the world can the GNDC call that free market? It's a manipulated market. Period. We're going to take a little break. When we come back, I'm going to cool down. Danelle Johnson is in the house yet. we got a little bit of time left. Uh, Danelle, when, when she's trying to get a bill passed, and basically what, the reason we want her in here is so that you help her get this bill passed. Uh, the bill is Senate Bill 2140. And what it does is it puts a cap on insulation, uh, much like um, many of you individuals that are benefiting from that at, at Medicare status, right? So you get it, 
But her daughter doesn't get it, who's, what, 20 years old now? Okay, so, I mean, here we sit. Now, we found out that GNDC, uh, Greater North Dakota Chamber, uh, is is taking you on on this, all in the name of, boy, it's free enterprise. But the cost to make a vial of insulin is what? Between 2 and $10. And the cost that they're selling it at is what? 350 to 450 That's free enterprise. I mean, that's supposedly free enterprise because this is this is life-saving. This isn't whether or not you wanted to buy a Mercedes. Right. That that would be free enterprise, whether I buy my Ford Tempo or a Mercedes. Those are two choices in free enterprise. It would mean your milk right now for a gallon would be $3,600. And oh, by the way, you can live without milk. Okay, I worked with Judy Lee for a long time. She's chairwoman of the, the Senate uh, Human Services Committee. I know that Judy never takes on the chamber. I, I know that. I know that, that Judy is very much beholden to or very much th- that's her barometer, her gauge. That's got to be hard for you because she's chairwoman and she has the opportunity to basically tube what you're doing here. So did she last time and where is she this time? Last time, um, the bill actually had almost everything removed from it, including all the supplies necessary. So they gutted to, it. Yes. And we called so, it hog housing, but oh, yeah. Yeah. So the bill that was actually voted on by um, the full Senate was not the bill that we had brought forward. So she, she basically amended everything out. Or Did she committee. vote for it when it got to the floor? Um, No. No. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Wait a I mean, second there was here. so they got the vote the out of the committee was vote for it, but I do believe when they were trying to add back in that it um, make it an emergency bill. Did it pass on the vote. Senate floor? No, twenty six to so, twenty two. So I think. Let me explain this process to you, folks. So the bill comes up and it does what needs to happen, whether other states are doing, and it makes sure that people who are diabetic and their families aren't broke. Okay, because we already told you what the numbers were. So then the bill goes to committee, in this case, Judy Lee's committee. It gets gutted. Everything that's meat and potatoes in there, gone. Then it comes out of committee, do pass, because quite frankly, it sounds like the bill didn't do a damn thing. So then it goes up to the Senate floor where we, they recommend do pass, and they, they kill it anyway. Yep. So it never so, went to the House side. I mean, so here we sat. I mean, di- I, think I don't know what too, to tell that you. a lot of people, if the- where's the governor? What's the governor saying on this? Um, I won't say specifically that specifically for Governor Burgum. He was my boss for 15 years. He told me or taught us that caring community courage and commitment are important for community or communities to be successful. So I hope people take that to heart. But um, we just had a walk in November for National Diabetes Month. And I invited Danica and I invited every single legislator in the state, including the governor, the um, lieutenant governor and the insurance commissioner and things like um, all the way down, every single one by letter, by mail. And um, we had less than half a dozen even contact us back. Nobody came half a dozen calls. Trying to educate people on this issue and show the people in our state that are suffering from this and open conversations. And um, so I was very disappointed. So what the reason you're sitting in here is because I want people to hear your story, know what you're working on, know that Senate Bill 2140 is one that they got to call their legislators on. Call them on it and tell them, you've got to pass this. Don't gut it. Call Judy Lee. I mean, seriously, ju- ju- the... Go on the website, the North Dakota Ledge website, uh, find Judy Lee's email, send it, tell her you heard it here. 
you know, Judy's a friend. Tell her, you know, say Joel Heitkamp said we need to reach out to you. Uh, all right, uh, you got ten seconds. Anything else? Yes, I want to say I need people to stop dipping their finger in the frosting and the surface of this issue and eat the cake. People tell diabetics all the time that they cannot eat cake. I'm like, you need to eat the cake and understand this issue. Reach out and talk to us. All right. Thank you for what you're doing. Uh, You're making a difference. We'll see if the legislature gets it.